will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same-game multi every NRL match at Palmer Bed. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Hello and welcome to episode 402 of Fergo on the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. Jimmy Zoys is a glorious League Freak. You can also find on Twitter at League Freak. How you going, mate? Going pretty good, Andrew. It's starting to get cold now, hey? Yeah, it's almost winter. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to bust out my Udi. I've already been wearing mine to work. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I figured in Melbourne there's two things you can choose to do. Wear a hoodie to warm up or drink some of their hot mud. No, no, no. I mean, I I mean think... sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I mean, world-class coffee. It's one of those yeah. two things. They're your two options down here to get warm. I'm talking about my hoodie, not hoodie. Hoodie? Hoodie. Do you know what a hoodie is? No. I take it's it basically... it's a hoodie, a hoodie without the hood. No, no, no. It's basically like a hoodie, right? But it's gigantic and fluffy, and snuggly, and warm. Oh, like a onesie blanket sort of thing? Uh, Almost, yeah, except it hasn't got a bottom on it. Ah, oh, so you just got a little flap over your bare ass? No, 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 no. It's like oh, a, it's I don't like want a, one. It's like an oversized hoodie, right? And yeah. the inside of it's all like uh, like wool, a wool sort of material, and it, but it's like big, almost like a blanket sort of thing. Okay, so it's kind of like when you're a kid and you're trying to walk around in a sleeping bag. Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you pull it up over your head. Um, I, I was told this week I look absolutely adorable when I wear mine, so it it does the job. Nice. I mean, that that is the end goal. It's not about warmth. Oh, no, it's not about warmth at all. It's, it's about, about melting hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, too. Fair enough, too. Um, yeah, look, I'm... I'm obviously not as pretty as you, so I I don't see any purpose in getting a naughty. Don't be like that. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. But as you know, I'm only here for the facts. <laughs> uh, so, so this one, we are going to do our round 10 magic round yes, uh, preview. This, this round is very magic. This is the last round for a little while where every single NRL team will have a game during magic round. Yeah. Because next year there'll be an uneven number of teams. That's, well, that's true. I'm I'm going to be um, forever shitting on this whole idea of a magic round because it's a Super League idea and we know what their ideas are like. Yeah, their ideas um, suck. They suck. I don't, I don't understand it. People enjoy it, though, so maybe we're wrong. What if we're wrong? No, we're not wrong. Yeah. Um, People are stupid. I will celebrate it, though, mm. by putting a sticker on the side of a truck and then eating pizza. Nice. nice. I think that's the only way to celebrate Magic Round, if we're going to do shit properly. Andrew, I wouldn't make those jokes because uh, soccer. Soccer? Soccer. It's it's a threat. You're what do you expect Super League to do? Because soccer exists. Oh, yeah, that's right. And there's only one major sponsor in the world that can sponsor sport at one, any one time. Soccer. Um, yeah. <laughs> By the way, did you say overnight that uh, IMG bought into Super League and the Rugby Football League and all that sort of thing? Is IMG? That... Yeah, yeah. An insurance company. And uh, No, I think it's the sports company. Yeah. 
Mm. I think it's called Inter- Hang on. I was going to say, it was, if it was the insurance company, get your money out of them very fast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. International Sports Management. That's the one. So they've. Uh, they've ISM? No. <laughs> International Sports Management. Oh, that's. Inter- yeah, I've looked at the wrong one. All IMG. right. It's IMG, I'm sure. Okay. Let's look it up. Jeez. Now you've got me wondering about my yeah. rugby football league. The thing is, though, you know. People love it when we do our prep and our research live. There's no point no point doing this shit beforehand and trying to look all professional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's IMG. Okay. Okay. So how much much did they pay? Well, there's absolutely no details. So they've they've not paid for it. Well, my guess is... A new vending machine. My guess is... They've agreed to restock the vending machine for free at the start of every month. They probably found a way to make the Rugby Football League and Super League pay them. <laughs> so here's the, here's the uh, press release on yep. uh, the Rugby Football League website, basically. Rugby Football League and Super League Europe today announced a 12-year strategic partnership with IMG, a global well, leader in sports, entertainment, media, and fashion owned by Endeavour. To hang on, hang on, hang on. Rugby... Did, did, you, did you say 12? Yes. 12 years. Yes. And was the other word I heard in there fashion? Yes. They're in Northern England. Yes. They still they still think wearing bus driver hats is fashion. Yes. Okay, continue. <laughs> They're gonna reimagine rugby league and its competitions in the UK. The agreement follows the recent decision for the rugby football league and super league to realign and form a new joint venture company. IMG has assembled a team of experts across its media business and the Endeavour Network to work with the newly combined entity on strategically repositioning the sport to maximise its commercial potential for long-term growth, build deeper relationships, I like deeper relationships, with fans and attract new audiences. The agency will initially focus on competition restructuring, content production and innovation, domestic and international distribution of media rights, digital transformation powered by IMG's digital sports arm, Seven League, branding strategy delivered by Endeavour's cultural marketing agency, 160 over 90, and streaming through Endeavour's OTT platform, Endeavour Streaming. It's just a lot of fucking buzzwords and shit. Like, yeah, it sounds like someone's waving their dick around and going, look how massive this thing is. Yeah. And so... And look at it going, meh. <laughs> yeah, until anything happens, it's like I don't really care. Like I, I want to see something happen first before... I want to see some detail. I want to see that, you know, IMG has put forward a proposal that the... Super League needs to do something or the Rugby Football League needs to get rid of promotion or something, you know. Until then, it's just a deal. If I'm ING, I'm, I want 12 years because I want to be able to work with the sport and it not be short-term things that are being done. Yeah, but but, 12 just seems like an odd number. Like, why not just go 10? 12 seems question. weird. That's a good um, I, I'm getting the impression with that much overreach. Like, they seem like they're going to be taking control of pretty much everything. Mm. Um, I worry that they've got this very, very cheaply. 
And the idea is, you know, I think that they've gone to whichever of the 35 um, different departments is running the English Rugby League and Super League at the moment. Mm-hmm. They've probably had 35 meetings to try and make sure everyone's in the loop. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've said to them, okay, we will let you have, like, we will merge the RFL and Super League back together again. So it's just one entity. And we'll let you then take ownership of it. Um, you can pay whatever you want. But on the proviso that you have to, in order to make this work, you have to make it make money. And we'll split the, the money 50-50 as a way of trying to get a buyer on board with a bit of financial um, safety, I guess, behind them. And they're not forking out all of their financial uh, worth on the Super League purchase. They hang on to most of it so that it's a more solid deal, I guess, for the game over there. And then motivate that team who's bought into them to try and get this thing making as much money as possible because they'll both the RFL and this new sponsorship mob will then both split the the spoils from the profits. So it's a you know it's a way of trying to promote you to keep getting better and keep generating more income. Which I mean, this is just my guess. Which if that is the case on the surface, it's a really smart idea. But when you drill down a little bit, the game over there is so poor that the starting point is um, it's it's in a very very deep and hard to find hole, <laughs> and it's it's a very hard starting spot to try and you know dig your way up and, and get into a market where people can spot you and go, oh, that still exists. Let's put money into it. And that's the problem is it's going to be getting them up and noticed again. Yeah, but, like, I I, I don't want to comment on it until we know what the deal is, right? Yeah. At the moment, all we know is that something's going to happen over 12 years <laughs> and the company that's going to maybe be doing it, right? And that's all we know. Um, what happens at the end of 12 years? You know, do they, is there a, something in place that if they hit certain KPIs that they, there is another deal that will kick in? Like, I don't know. And all I know is that the deals that I've seen Super League and the Rugby Football League put together have been catastrophically bad. And so here you have an outside organization that is in this to make money. They don't care about Rugby League. They're in it to make money. Which is not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing yet. But what we've seen it with Formula One, there was a mob that took over that. They didn't really care about Formula One. They cared about the entertainment side of the package, and they've been delivering. That's true. But what do they? What does? What do they want in return? And what will it do to the sport? Because at the end of the day, if in this deal, this organisation comes in and says, you know what, we're switching back to winter, they'll switch back to winter. If they say, you know what we're thinking, maybe you play, you cut down the rugby league season and then you play some rugby union games. Like, I don't know what this deal is going to be. And until there is some details, I just, I don't know what to think about it because all I know is that whenever there's details that come out of these, that you know, these decisions by the Rugby Football League and Super League, you normally go on down and look at the details, and the details are horrifying. 
So yeah. we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. I wonder if this mob's actually in charge of um, any other, even somewhat significant sport anywhere. Yeah, th- they are. They're they're a very large organisation. Um, they're they're a very large, well known organisation. So, um, uh, in England or globally, worldwide. worldwide. Okay. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're legit. They're legit. They're not like that. Remember, there was that organisation at the Rugby Football League. Was it Rugby Football League or Super League? Paid uh, money to reject their bid to take over, and then it went bust. It's not like Wasn't that. It? This is yeah. this is a big big company, well known okay. sports circles. So they they might have lucked into a good a good idea. Look, they might have, but we don't know. Okay. We don't know. We'll we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, keep an eye on it. As soon as there's some details, we'll break down the details and we'll do a podcast about it. But oh, as it absolutely. stands, all we know that something's going to happen over 12 years. That's well, at, it. Least we've got, at least we've got 12 years of content up our sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great. Oh, that's locked us in for another, what's that, several thousand episodes. Pretty much, yeah. Nice. So, until- Thanks, IMG. <laughs> yeah, thank you, IMG. So until that happens, we switch focus to this week. And with thanks to palmabet.com, we can get all of the best odds on rugby league. Um, and as always, when you go to palmabet.com, who are the major sponsor of this podcast, remember to gamble responsibly. That's right. Never, ever bet above your head. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So should we get stuck into it? We should indeed. Excellent. So the first game of the round, it is a blockbuster on Friday uh, evening, I guess you call it. The Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs are taking on the Newcastle Knights. Oh, God. The Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs are at $1.71. They're the favourites. The Knights are at $2.15. They're the head-to-head prices on palmbet.com. Now, the Newcastle Knights have a a two-and-a-half-point head start. They've got... $1.85 $1.85 for this. So there's been a little bit of money there with the two and a half point handicap. The Canterbury Bulldogs are at $1.95. And I've got to say, with the way they're playing, I would probably lean towards the Canterbury Bulldogs. I think that this might be the very last game that uh, Adam O'Brien is the coach if they lose. Yeah, what we've got here is the, the worst attacking team in the comp versus the worst defensive team in the comp. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, strap yourselves in people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Bulldogs in this one as well. (laughs) (laughs) You're a good bloke? That's all. He's fine. Hey, look, I'm also going to go for the Bulldogs in this one. I can't see anything that the Knights do is going to be any sort of a threat here. They've got Tex Hoyt, 5'8". I think he's mostly just played fullback before, so that's interesting, especially paired with Adam Clune. Um, They have really missed direction in their spine, uh, and they've done nothing this week to fix that. Um, as I for think, the dogs, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, as for the dogs, I mean, 
Dufty needs to pull his fucking finger out. Yeah, he does. He's been very poor so far this season. Um, I'm just thinking, I've heard that it's supposed to be pouring rain up there in Brisbane. And if you've got the worst <laughs> attacking side versus the worst defensive side, maybe you go for the under 35 and a half points, which is at $1.90. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they could both get bogged down in a bit of a, a slugfest. They will if they're playing on, like, a, uh, a lawn bowls green. Yeah. All right, so next we've got uh, Manly versus the Brisbane Broncos. Yeah, so the Manly Seagulls, and I, I think this is, they're celebrating the very first game these two clubs played oh, yes. into this one. Um, that was a famous one where the, the Premiers, the, the Manly Seagulls, took on the brand-new Brisbane Broncos, and they got flogged by the Broncos. 44-10. And in that game, um, Terry Madison scored 24 points or something like that, and it was the club record for most points in a game for near over a decade anyway. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, that really is crazy. Um, so the Manly Seagulls are favourites in this one. They're at $1.60 on palmerbet.com. The Brisbane Broncos are out to $2.35. The Broncos only have a three-and-a-half-point head start at $1.90, and the Manly Seagulls have the three-and-a-half-point handicap also at $1.90. Um, this once again, with the overs and unders for total points, I, I don't know how I feel about this one because if it, it pours rain, I could see where this is a low-scoring game. So the the over/under is thirty-five and a half, thirty-seven and a half. Sorry, and I feel as if it rains, you'd go the unders. And you'd you'd be pretty comfortable with that, but if it is a dry track, definitely overs for me. Yeah, um, I can't see Manly getting beaten this, and even if it's you know very light rain, I can still see him putting on a score here. Mm-hmm. My biggest concern with the Broncos is Billy Walters is still in the seventeenth. Yeah, they've got him. Yeah. They've got him at hooker. He's just he's not NRL quality. Sorry. It's it's a problem now. It's a problem now. Like they've yeah. they've moved him around so many positions, and he hasn't really done well at all in any of them. And now it is an issue where I think somebody in there say to Kevin Walters, like, no, yeah, stop picking him. He's just not good enough. Yeah, clearly. It's yeah. Um, I... Sorry, go on. No, I was just saying he's um, they've got him at hooker, which he hasn't played too much of especially in a NRL career, mm-hmm. and you've got two quality hookers. Um, you know, one's an extended bench, one's on the bench. Even if they're not absolute world beaters, they're still better than Billy Walters. Yes. Moses and Byers are better hookers than Billy Walters. I'd agree. I'd agree. Um, so I, I've got to get him out of there. I, Billy Walters is, I'll be honest, he would struggle to hold down a spot in a Super League squad. I think he's a championship-level player. Oh, really? Yeah. I, look, I I don't think he would stand out in New South Wales Cup level, which would make him a Super League-level player to me, but not a standout Super League-level player. Yeah, I've, I've just not seen enough from him that makes me think he deserves to be playing at this level. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd um, agree with that. I'd agree with yeah. that. And and he's I'd, had plenty of opportunity too. And with good coaches. Yes. And just hasn't developed his game. So yeah, I'm, I'm I've got no interest in him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing him in the bin. That's fair enough. Uh the Seagulls have been a little bit funny the last month or so, and the Broncos have been starting to come back a little bit. Um, I, I'm kind of like you, though. I, I think that I would need the Broncos to win this game for me to put them into that next level of teams. So I, I think it's fair enough that Manly is the favourite in this one. If the Broncos can come out and win this one, then I think I'm I'm willing to say that they are in that probably six or seven area in terms of the NRL ladder at the moment yeah. anyway. Yeah, I think with Benja Boyevich playing a good game last week, um, Tom now, you know, he's now got some runs in his legs. Um, I don't think it's going to take too long for the Manly attack to really start to click. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we saw last year, when they click, they score at very near the same rate that the Melbourne Storm score at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a scary prospect. So um, if you don't bring your A game against that side, they will run up a cricket score on you. Definitely. Now, we move on to Saturday. I think probably the best day of Magic Round. Uh, we've actually got a, an insider from Fergo on the free going up for Magic Round, but we will keep that. You know, close oh. to the chest. Isn't it weird that people say close to your vest? It's close to your chest, right? Yeah, I've never heard close to the vest before. I hear so many people saying, oh, I'm keeping it close close to my vest. It's like, that, that's exactly how I feel when they say it. Yeah. Summed up perfectly there, Darcy. He's on the front of this kid. Three-man podcast now. That's great. Yeah. Um, So the first game on Saturday afternoon is the New Zealand Warriors taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Really really good timer for the Rabbitohs, hey? God. (laughs) Are you going to miss this game, Andrew? Another bludger of a game. (laughs) Where's the magic here? I know. So (laughs) palmerbet.com has the South Sydney Rabbitohs as favourites at $1.39. The New Zealand Warriors are at $3. The Warriors have a seven and a half point head start at $1.90. And South have the seven and a half point handicap also at $1.90. I like South in the head to head and I like South with the handicap. Yeah, those odds have got the Warriors pretty short for mine. Mm, I agree. Um, yeah, get on the bunnies, I say. I'm picking South there comfortably. I know. I'd. I've not, I'm still not convinced by South at all, but how can anyone be convinced by that Warriors outfit? Um, that performance last week against the Sharks, and let's be honest, the Sharks were very, very good, but the Sharks were down, <laughs> they were down to 11 men for 10 minutes, and the Warriors were playing the dumbest possible football against it. But the, the, whenever you're playing against, you know, one man less or two men less, the dumbest thing you can do is the almost obvious thing that teams will want to do, and that is spread the ball wide. Because mm. what your opponents will do is they'll send out their numbers in the middle, and they'll just be they'll just sprint wide and slide really fast. So you've got to 
throw the fucking ball up the middle. Mm-hmm. Draw those defenders in and compress their defensive line. That's how you get the gaps out wide. But the Warriors kept just spinning it wide all the time instead of going through the middle. So the defense didn't have to number up in numbers in the middle. So they could yeah. stay spread out. It was so stupid watching them. And every time they actually did put one up the middle, you went, oh, here it comes. They figured it out. And then they'd fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just such a oh, dumb wow. football team. I, I can't believe that first-grade footballers can be so stupid. Mm. But, you oh, know. It was it's infuriating to watch, and I'm not a Warriors fan. Yeah. I'm just looking at it going, how can you be this dumb? <laughs> <laughs> the Rabbitohs have not been great this year, but I, they should be many levels above this Warriors team who, you know, it, it 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 is teetering for the Warriors on falling apart really badly and then being left behind in the competition, I reckon. Yeah, and I think there's a few South players whose form's been a little bit poor, to say mm-hmm. the least, and they may use this game to uh, rectify that. And if that's yeah. the case, oh boy. Could be a big one. Um, now, the next game sees the... <laughs> you're going to love this matchup. <laughs> the Gold Coast Titans taking no. on the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Oh, for fuck's sake. The St. George Illawarra Dragons <laughs> on palmerbet.com are at $1.85, whereas the Gold Coast Titans are at $1.95. The Titans have... Actually, it's the St. George Illawarra Dragons who have a one-and-a-half-point head start. And there's <laughs> been money on that at $1.81. And the one-and-a-half-point handicap for the Titans, they're out to $2. So, you know, people have been backing the Dragons, and I understand why. I'm completely out in the Titans. I'm so out in the Titans. Not quite at, Cam- at Canberra Raiders levels but I'm, I'm firmly out on the Titans. And I think that the Dragons have been playing some not bad football. Like, you've got to beat the Dragons. Yeah, look, the the coach has finally pulled the trigger on Kevin Proctor because he's been, let's be honest and let's be firm, he's been a fucking plotter this year. Mm-hmm. We're going to call him Kevin Plotter from now on. Okay. Um, He's been dropped to the extended bench. Um, But... Greg Marshu, Corey Thompson have been reasonable. I know they've not been fantastic, but they've not been the problem. Um, but Jaden Campbell's come back in the side and he's gone, let's just let's just have a reset on the back line. So Jaden Campbell's at fullback, Philip Sammy's on the wing, Asako's been moved to the other wing, Eason Masters at centre, uh, which means Brimson's now at five eight. The spine looks a bit more effective now. Yeah, but that's a lot of changes. It, that's the problem. It's a lot of changes. Um, so I'm just not convinced with it. The Dragons, I don't know. The problem with the Dragons, I find, is they're only one or two losses away from fucking imploding. That's, that's how, how I, I feel, feel about them. As well. yeah. yeah, I feel as though they, they're competing really well and... And I think they're at about the ceiling of what you can expect out of them. And, and that's why it's scary that they, if they have a bad loss here or there, I, I could see it where their season ends, where they have eight straight losses or something like that, you know? Yeah. But uh, I... 
I, I wish they'd replaced Moses and by a fullback. Yeah, that would change everything for me. That would. Yeah. Uh, I mean, did you see that that ball where he was beaten all ends up by Nick Meaney last week? I think it was Nick yes. Where he just Moses and by coming at the angle and Nick Meaney just did a bit of a swerve and Moses and by was just left for dead and I just looked at that and was like I, I couldn't even be upset at Moses and Bay. He's not a fullback, you know? No. But at this but, stage he's he's almost he's almost fallen behind Aaron Woods as far as quality fullbacks go at the Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh he's, yeah, he's, he's a worry. Uh, and the only reason why he's there is because Cody Ramsey was so goddamn dire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why Ramsey gets in the side. I watch him every time there's a, a high ball kick towards him. You just go, he's going to fuck this up. Yeah, that's the problem. I think when he came into first grade, he he did a few handy things and he showed a few signs that he might be a pretty handy player. But it never that there was always that thing hanging over him, as you said, that he was going to drop the ball, and it never really progressed beyond that. Unfortunately for him. No, I think uh, Phil Good. I think it was Phil Good. Mentioned said something about Best by saying he's an awkward thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Although when it comes to awkward things, Phil Good would know all about that. What a drama queen! Can you imagine being around him all the time? Fucking <laughs> drama that he creates. Like even uh, now, like he's he's keeps going on this a, a binge where he blocks everyone on Twitter. Like, and I mean everyone. And then he starts to threaten it. He's going to get jump on and off Twitter and stuff. It's like fucking, you're an old man. What are you doing? Anyway, <laughs> I just need to say that. Now that the big game of Magic Round, and this one is actually going to be Magic. We have your defending. 2021 NRL Premiers, the Penrith Panthers coming off their first loss of the season, taking on the Melbourne Storm. The Penrith Panthers are heavy favourites in this game at $1.65 on palmerbet.com. The Melbourne Storm are at $2.17. The Melbourne Storm have a two and a half point head start at $1.85, so there's been a little bit of money there. And with the two and a half point handicap, the Penrith Panthers are at $1.95. If it was my money, I would put it on the Storm in their head-to-head, and I will be tipping the Storm because I think the Panthers are a little bit off. The Storm are red hot, and I I need to see the Panthers put somebody to the sword. Uh, okay, there's two things about this game. Mm-hmm which I think confirms who I'm picking here, and that is Pappenhausen's out for a month. Yep. And Charlie Staines is not in the 17. So for me, for me, this is a Panthers win over the Storm. It'll be damn tight. I'd be surprised if there's 30 points scored in this game. I know that we've, through the start of the season, we've looked at the Panthers at times and said, wow, that was a premiership team standing up. Um, I want to see them do that against the Storm. I really want to see them do that against the Storm because the Storm, their their form is absolutely unbelievable at the moment. And if they could stop the Storm in this game, I think that even despite the loss last weekend, it'd be a bit of a shudder would go through the competition. Yeah. And I know Pappenhausen's a big player, 
and to to not have him is huge. But we've seen the way the Panthers can negate good fullbacks with their kick and game. Um, and, and I think that I'm not saying you can negate uh, Pappenhausen completely, but if any team could do it, you'd think it would be the Panthers. The the thing I find with Pappenhausen at the moment is the ease in which he's scoring points mm-hmm. is something that's it's pretty um pretty vital to the to the Storms attack at the moment. I mean yeah. he's able to score points at will. Um and to put it into perspective and it's hard to put it into perspective because we have a bloke called Dave Brown who has forever been regarded as the Don Bradman of rugby league. Purely because the scoring rate that he had, especially in nineteen thirty five, no one's ever got close to it for any long part of the season. But after nine games in nineteen thirty five, he has he had scored less points than what Ryan Pappenhausen scored after nine games so far this year. Wow. Yeah. And he ended up scoring two hundred and forty four points in fifteen games. Mm-hmm. Which is insane, and Papanaz has already got 127 or something mm-hmm. after nine. So 127. How does that rank against the worst attack in the NRL? Uh, the Bulldogs have got 90. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Bulldogs. Uh, so you're t- you're tipping the Panthers well, in that one. Let, let's let's put it this way. Yeah, Papanaz has 127 points. Um, Canberra has 128, the West Tigers have 114, Canterbury have 90, and Newcastle have 108. Wow. Yeah. That's that's he, kind of shocking. He's lapping teams. Mm-hmm. And so you take that out of a team, it's going to hurt their attacking power, um, especially given he's a fullback. So um, their attack's still going to be sharp, don't get me wrong, but it's not going to be racking up cricket scores anymore. Yeah. Um, the thing that's... I I think we all need to start thinking that the Melbourne Storm racking up cricket scores thing yeah, is going to be a regular thing. I think we need to stop thinking about that now because they've got a bit of... I think they've got three tough games in a row now. Mm-hmm. Um, Penrith, Cowboys, and then Manly. Then they've got to buy and then we're into the origin period. And then they pay a bunch of strong teams during the origin period. And then it's not until round 18, round 19 that things start sort of settling down, origin's over, and they get a bit of a mix of games against some of the lower poorer performing teams. Mm-hmm. So it could be could be eight or nine games before we get to see the Storm back at this sort of attacking level that they're at at the moment. Um, I think it's something we all kind of need to sort of, especially the the uh, the media at the moment, just calm down. As it's been amazing watching this the Storm play at the moment and how insanely easy it is for them to score points and comparing them with that um, iconic East side from nineteen thirty five and how they've scored more points after nine games than what they had. That's all very very well, well and good, but. Uh, whether they can sustain it and keep that going, I think is going to be too tall an order. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to be the first team to score 600 points after 16 games because that's what you need to be to beat 
that east side from 1935. They had yeah. 599 points after 16 games. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get there. Well, we'll I mean, we'll find out. That's why they play the games. That's all right. <laughs> now, the first game on Sunday afternoon is the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, and they're taking on the Canberra Raiders. The Sharks are at $1.25 with palmerbet.com in the head-to-head. The Canberra Raiders are at $4. The Canberra Raiders have a 10.5-point head start at $1.90. And obviously, with the 10.5-point handicap, the Sharks are at $1.90 as well. So that line hasn't moved at all. Um, I've made it very clear what I think about the Canberra Raiders. P-Hearts, gutless. Um no redeeming features whatsoever. They will fold, they will crack, and then they will whinge afterwards. Uh, I expect the Cronulla Southern, Sutherland Sharks to put up a very big win over such a gutless outfit. Yeah, it's. I'll, I'll start off subtle. Okay. I'll start with that. Okay. The, I'm picking the Sharks here. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um. It will be interesting, though, because Hines is shifted back to fullback um, because Will Kennedy's been suspended for his uh, coat hanger last week. Um, and Jesse Ramin also got suspended. So um, we've got Connor Tracy moving to centre. Um, Braden Trindle moves into halfback. There's a lot of reshuffling going on. Um, last week we had Finnegan started at prop and McInnes at lock. Uh, whether they do that again here, I don't know, because the one thing that you need to be mindful of when playing against Canberra is that they do have a very big forward pack and they can make good um, post-contact metres. They are also rather docile, other than Whitehead, because they don't try and, and Papali, they don't try and get offloads away. So they, they're doing all the good things initially, getting through that, you know, the initial impact, they're pushing through the line, but they're not trying to get the ball away and create second phase play, which is what would actually help them score points. Um, so, be interesting to see what happens. Wade Graham on the bench, um, I wasn't too sure how they'd use him this time. I'm still not too certain. I I see no reason why you would drop either Nakora or Tig Wilton at the moment. Wilton's been very impressive so far this season. Um I can't see why you would move either of those out to accommodate Graham. And I thought maybe with uh, Kennedy out, I would see a possibility of putting Moylan at fullback and Graham at six with Hines at seven. Yeah. That way you're you're kind of keeping your spine largely together, but you're having a very, very good defender as well as a handy enough ball player. You can park him on the left side just like Moylan would do. Um, in Wade Graham. I think it'll, it'll work fine, and then you can put another big forward on the bench if you needed to. Um, but in saying that, I still think the Sharks will do this comfortable. Yeah, I think the other thing is, too, you could do that against this Canberra side because they've got no fucking balls whatsoever. <laughs> so, you know, that they're, they're going to roll over and die for this Sharks team. And, uh, it, it look, get onto palmerbet.com and back the Sharks. Now, the next game on Sunday afternoon, bit of a cracker, this one. Uh, mm. Two of my close friends are really pumped up about this game. Neither of them are going to speak about this game because they don't want to have a falling out. It's the Sydney City Roosters 
taking on the Parramatta Eels in the head-to-head on palmerbet.com. The Parramatta Eels are at $1.70 favourites. The Sydney City Roosters are at $2.17. The Sydney Roosters have the two-and-a-half-point head start at $1.80, which obviously there's been money on that. And with the two-and-a-half-point handicap, the Parramatta Eels have blown out to $1.95. All right, I'm... I'm going to go with the Roosters, and for one reason. Mm-hmm. I see Victor Radley is going to have one job, and that is to rush up on Mitch Moses. Mm-hmm. And not even he's not even going to have to have the job of tackling him or shutting him down. Just rush up on him and balk him. And that's all you got to do is to make Moses stop running the ball and start going sideways. And that's all he'll do. Um, and if he does that, you know... There goes Paramount's attack. I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. And I think also the Roosters have yet to sort of put together two really good back-to-back performances. Mm-hmm. And every now, every game you see you see big chunks of them playing really good football, and then for some reason it just sort of they're just going to autopilot mode, and they wake up and go, "Oh fuck, we're going to score points again," and have a little bit of panic football. I think. I think that that might um, that might not happen this week, and they might be a little bit more focused to try and build a bit of momentum coming this Origin period. Because there's a fair chance too they may not get too severely impacted during Origin. Um, so, I mean, they will get impacted, but it may not be as severe, um, especially when you know you can put Manu at fullback to cover Tedesco and really suffer no difference in quality. Yeah, um, yeah, been outstanding this year, Manu. Absolutely, and I don't, I don't see any reason why Kiri will be playing Origin. Um, Sam Walker won't be, so the spine is going to stay intact, and that's a key thing. Well, largely intact. I mean, Manu's going to replace Tedesco, but that's pretty much it. Um, so I think they'll be working really hard to try and build some momentum coming this Origin period, and try and recover some of the earlier losses through this through this period, um, set up a finals run, I guess, off the back of it. So I reckon they might start here and they'll they'll uh, sort of strangle the Eels. I reckon it'll be a bit of a grind, this one, but I've got the Roosters. I was having a, a conversation with the two Jamies who were on for our Fuck, Marry, Dump episode a couple of weeks ago, and obviously one of them supports the, the Roosters, the other one supports the Parramatta Eels. And I said it would be very Parramatta Eels to beat the Panthers last week and then just completely shit the bed in this game. Uh, just feels like a real Eels thing to do. I've got a lot of concerns about the way that the Sydney Roosters are playing, and um, I'll do an episode about that coming up. But I, I just think that the way that they're playing is very different. In, in attack, I mean, very different from the way every other team is playing, and I don't think I like it. Um there's also a lot of speculation that has happened over the last 24 hours about Luke Keary at the club. Now, I think that a lot of it is hot air and bullshit by the media, but I, I, it's got to affect Keary. And, and, you know, when you look at the way that, like, the, the Roosters tend to tap you on the shoulder and say, look, it's time to move on. And they do it pretty ruthlessly and very cleanly. Um and so with this speculation that's going on in the media, I can see where that would be getting to uh, Kiri a little bit. 
Um, I, I'm kind of like you. I, I kind of want to tip the roosters in this one. And a lot of it is based upon the eels just shitting the bed after a really good win. Yeah. But as you said, they do have form for that. Yeah. Like just when you think everything's, you know, looking, looking up for the Parramatta eels and then they would come out and lose by 30 to the roosters. And you'd be like, well, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it, it's a worrying game for the Eels, and mm-hmm. I I do I don't know I I'm I'm very confident for some reason in a Roosters win. The only thing that worries me is Reed Marnie's in such good form. That's true, and that Roosters pack worries me a little bit. I think they're uh, not where they wanted them to be, and you know if he has a big game, he could win it himself, but. I think I'm going to tip the Roosters. Fuck it. (laughs) As a ticket. All right, so the last game of the round, it's the big one for you, Andrew. Uh, The grudge match. The West's Tigers take on the North Queensland Cowboys. The North Queensland Cowboys are their favourites on palmerbet.com. They're at $1.34. The West Tigers are at $3.29. The West Tigers have an eight and a half point head start. How about that? At $1.87. And with the eight and a half point handicap, the North Queensland Cowboys are at $1.93. I like the eight and a half point head start there for the West Tigers. Hey. Yeah, look, this is. Hmm. It's, it's interesting. I, I see no reason why the Cowboys can't win this comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, it, it's one of those games that the Tigers just seem to have this knack to get up for games against the Cowboys and, and often beat them. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the Tigers have got, have they got a perfect record during Magic Round? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I, I think they do. Mm. Um so that's another interesting one. Um, there is one one change here that I like, and that is Little's been dropped and Jake Simpkin will be hooker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that move. Um, there's one I don't like, and that is Oliver Gildart's been retained in the side. That's a problem. Mm. Um, the other one that I found, which is surprising to me, because I've heard nothing about it anywhere, um, former... Sharks player Farmerano Brown is actually a Tigers player. Don't know when that happened. I can't remember him at all. Yeah, he played. God, oh, I'm going to guess you about 2014, 2015 for the Sharks. He's a handy enough player. Mm-hmm. He might have played um, an international game for one of the Pacific Islands. I can't remember which one now. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, but then he went over to England for a while and played over there. Okay. Um, the Tigers pick up. He's a a solidly built five eighth. Okay. Um, but I had no idea he was in the at the Tigers. I mean, he's. Oh, yeah. I don't know why he'd be on the extended bench. Maybe they've run out of players to name there. I don't know. But um, obviously the, they looked at as a centre. More than likely. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other thing here is, I think the the Tigers bench worries me a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Offer Hengawi has been more 
rocks and diamonds. Tyrone Peachy has been patchy at best. Yeah, well, his his addition to the club has been a, a sum total of zero, hasn't it? Yeah, so I'd probably prefer to see Alex Twal at lock. Mm-hmm. Off Angawi on the bench and maybe drop Peachy to lower grades until he can lift his form up and put some of the, you know, Thomas McHale or someone like that at, on the bench or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think just because we're paying these few blokes big money doesn't mean we should constantly always have them in the 17. They need so to Luke go on. Luke Brooks out then. Luke Brooks gone. Shot shot into the sun. That's the thing. It's hard with Brooks at the moment because it's not like he's playing bad. Yeah, Hastings came back anyway. It's not like he's playing bad. Um, and Simpkin at hooker is going to help the Tigers attack an awful lot because he does talk. He's a bit of an organiser, whereas Little isn't. Um, so that takes a bit of pressure off Hastings, which will also take pressure off Brooks. So the Tigers' attack should be reasonably good in this game. Their defence has been obviously a lot better this year than has been in previous seasons. Mm-hmm. But it's still not great. True. It's... Now, there's one issue that I find with this game. Um, it's a large Tongan man by the name of Jason. And yeah. the West Tigers are going to have to try and stop this large Tongan man called Jason. And I don't believe they have the capacity to. All they've got to do is see out that period that he's on the field. (laughs) (laughs) So whenever he's on the field, they're fucked. Yeah, yeah. But when he goes off, it's like, right, let's score some points and then get more than the Cowboys until he comes back on and then hope that they don't score more than us before full time. (laughs) That's genius. I can't even argue with that. That sounds like something you would hear Brian Noble come up with, hey? I, so sounds like something Nathan Brown would come up with. <laughs> I would, uh, it, if I said to you, will Jason Taumalolo run for more than 220 metres or less, what would you take? More. Especially if it's going to be wet. Yeah. Um, but making, making metres in the wet is tough, but... So he's trying to get a grip on a wet Superman. Yes. Um, so I still think he's going to make plenty of metres through the middle. That's going to be the big issue, and I don't know if they know how to stop that. Um, the smart money would be try and get your back rowers to defend a little bit tighter. Mm-hmm. And it's something the Tigers can afford to do on one side because they've got another second rowing Ghana playing at centre. So they can afford to have one side of the field defending a bit tighter in, but there's an easy way for the Cowboys to circumvent that, and that is to just play on the other side of the field with, you know, almost move um, Tormalolo to the second row. Mm. Have him run on the other side because he's going to be running at fucking Gildart. Yeah, and good luck with that, Oliver. Exactly, exactly. Um, So, yeah, I I don't think you're going to see much of... um, Tormalolo running at Garner's side. He's going to run at Gildart's side. If, you know. The toe that Garner showed last week in that game. Yeah. He, he was pretty quick, eh? This is what I, this is what surprised me. is Everyone's talking about um, Talakai and how well he's done the transition from from second row to centre and how well he's playing. 
no one said shit about Garner and Garner hasn't really been faulted. And he's, it's not like he's playing out of his skin, but he hasn't leaked a ton of points either. There's a reason why the Tigers' defense has been pretty solid. You've got a good defensive back role playing at center instead of James Roberts, who's like a, I was going to say wet paper bag, but he actually has a little bit of resistance in it. I would have, I would have described him as a very, very, very rich man's Jared Crocker. Who, Roberts? Yeah. In oh. effect. <laughs> no. I, I think, um, it's only rich because James Roberts is very, 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 very overpaid and overrated. Yeah, that's true. So is Jared Crocker. I'd I'd still take Croker over uh, over Roberts. Would you? I would take Roberts yeah. every day of the week over no. Croker. I, we've been through part of this before. No, I'll, I'll add some more to it. Croker's okay. cheaper. He can he can kick goals better than Roberts can. He can kick goals, right? But he will give up a million points. He does so nothing in attack, right? He he leaves you with a twelve man defensive line. And like, and like all of the other Canberra Raiders, weak. No balls. Yeah. Yeah. I'd still take the only, thing they, the only thing the Canberra Raiders are good at is clutching their Kleenexes. <laughs> That's all they're good at. I'll still take him over Roberts. There's okay. two reasons, okay? One, he's cheaper, and B, he's going to retire before him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good point, actually. Now, um, that's our wrap-up of Magic Round, thanks to Palmabet.com. I think that, obviously, the Panthers versus uh, Storm game is is the one we're all waiting for, but I really am excited for that Eels versus Roosters game, too. That's the other one that's getting me. And the, the, the two massive bludgy games are going to be great to watch. You reckon that the the uh, Bulldogs versus Knights and the who would you say Titans versus Dragons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. The, yeah, the those... Bulldogs versus Knights is going to be um, special in the sense of you know that whoever loses that one, there is no avoiding the full on crisis week that they've got to get <laughs> coming up. Like if Trent Barrett loses that one against an out-of-form Knights team, the Bulldogs fans who are already pissed off are just going to go off their heads. And for the Knights, I mean, they'd have to sack O'Brien if he loses to the Bulldogs. They just have to. Yeah, so if, if some of these teams that have got, you know, you've got Barrett, Brown, O'Brien, if they all lose this week, surely there's a fucking coach clean-out going on soon in three clubs. Yeah. Surely. You'd think so. Especially if the Rabbitohs, like, who are not in good form, if they put up like 44 points on the Warriors, something like that, and and the Warriors have just let in like this ridiculous amount of points over the last three games. Yeah. Oh, that Warriors side has been atrocious. So bad. <laughs> I know I said it before, but you know, I have not seen a more insipid display from a team in many, many years, and I've, I support the West Tigers. Tigers have never had 70 points put on them. Oh, boy. That seems a worry. They had that They had that game against the – I think it was the Storm um, the week that they – remember they played at Leichhardt mm. Oval. And yeah. And they just gave up. Yeah. 
that was when they were celebrating uh, the late, great Tommy Rodonigas, and I, I, I'm still disgusted by that. Absolutely. Uh, Likewise. But to, to just do that week and week and week, and it's like, that's crazy that they do that. Yeah. Oh, the Tigers have got a few points where they, they, they gave up and didn't really turn up at all. Um, mm. There's that period in, I think, 2015 to 2018 or so against Canberra. Mm-hmm. Canberra just turned up with cricket bats. <laughs> <laughs> they go, oh, okay, we just put up another half century here, another half century there. Fucking declare at 60. <laughs> um, and there was a game, you may not remember it, there was a game back when we had the uh, the big three. Sorry, the big four. It was a big four. Remember the big four? Yeah. Made us so successful, the big four. Yeah, the big four. There's a big future for the big four. Yeah, they were all going to stay together, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was drama with them possibly leaving and drama with what have been Jason Taylor and Robbie Farrer or some shit. I don't know. It was all going on just before coming into a game between the Tigers and the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys racked up a massive score by halftime. was was it Taylor or was it Mick Potter? It might have been Mick Potter. It was when the first bit of talk came up about the big four and what we're going to do with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was horrible, horrible. I'm going to find it. Need to go through these uh, these bad memories. <laughs> I was going to uh, to go through and see if we had any emails, and I had a look, and I've got 40 emails to go through. Sweet, uh, let's read them. Most of them being spam. Hang on, let's see. Uh, yeah, that that's spam. Spam. Yeah. 64 spam. to 6. 64 half-time, to 6. Half-time, the Cowboys led 32-0. Jeez. It's when you get those score lines at half-time and you're like, you start doing the math and you know that a lot of points can come late in these games and you're like, oh, man, this could be one of those scores. Like, I know that you're like me, that, when when you think that a team might be sniffing around 80-plus points, you start thinking, ooh, am I going to see something historic here? Mm. Yeah, it's, I start breaking out the spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. It's so difficult to to get past that. Once you get past 60, it's difficult. But then to go beyond, like, to, that's why the Storm getting 70 is so outrageous. Oh, Absolutely. As I said in, uh, at the time, it's only happened 10 times in the history of the game now. Mm-hmm. 70. Um, so, yeah, pretty phenomenal. I've been offered a really good deal on fleecy bathrobes in the email. Except, except, email yeah. back. I, except. I, sent, I sent them my credit card details. It seems pretty legit. Um, and a lot of people that have found my website and they want to help me uh, with my SEO because they say that my website's hard to find. So that's a bit silly. That's not how you send your SEO um, work shit out, you idiots. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going through. I'm down to 11. Uh, no, that's not one. That's not one. That's not one. That's not one. Dirty photo update. Ooh, that seems legit. 
Um, you, you've updated your dirty photos. No, apparently somebody else has. Um, All right. They've, they've updated your dirty photos. <laughs> be very boring if they did. Uh, okay, yeah, we've got no emails from our listeners. Good one, listeners. All we did was ask for them. Yeah. Why did you defy us so? Last time around, though, to be fair. That's true. So, send in the emails. You go to you go to your email machine. You go and put in podcast at leaguefreak.com. Send us emails about whatever you want to send us emails about. Yeah, that's pretty clear. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Good. let's wrap this sucker up, eh? We we should do that. Yes. Yep. Um, I'm just checking to see if we've had any reviews. This is, this could be a um, section all on its own. No, we haven't. None for the year. Not the one. year. Not one for the year. Wow. I mean, I don't want to sound sad or lonely, but fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, thanks also to the good people at Palmerbet. Um, they're not linked to that other Palmer. No, they you know, put out a press release saying that too. That's exactly right. Don't get confused with that dickhead who sends you stupid text messages that don't involve betting. Um, <laughs> he's a peanut. <laughs> Talk about Palmer Bet. And much better. Um, so thank, thanks to Palmer Bet. Always remember to gamble responsibly. Um, you can also find us on the socials on Instagram and Twitter at Virgo Freak Pod. We're on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, MySpace. If you think we should be on any other socials, let us know and we'll set up an account. Because why the hell not? Um, and that's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah, that is. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure you send around the uh, podcast if you enjoyed it. And uh, enjoy Magic Round. There's so many Magic games. So much Magic. Uh, I can already, I'm gonna. I can already, I'm going to grab my wand and just hold it all weekend. Is it a big wand? Very big, thick, yeah. girthy, yeah. you know? You only want the big ones. Yeah. Um, so enjoy enjoy the magic you produce with your big wand. Thank you. And uh, feel free, everybody else, to grab a wand as well. And uh, we'll catch us all after the magic has, dis- has dispersed. Palmerbet with the big don't argue. Punters will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same-game multi every NRL match at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858.